I love the nod and the nod to like at least start talking. I'm giving you the signal. <laughs> okay, so uh, welcome to Room 19. I am your co-host. My name is Elise, and I'm Alexander Williams. <laughs> <laughs> um, today, why do I give my full name? I'm Alex. Huh? What do I, I don't know why I gave my full name. I don't know why either. I, I feel like I, I feel said I'm Alexander Williams. <laughs> Sorry. I felt that you were um, putting on your professional voice, so you felt the need to give your full name. I don't know. So today, y'all, uh, we are going to be talking about mental health. And um, even though Mental Health Month was back in May of 2022, we wanted to circle back around and, you know, just talk about some facts and then kind of what we stand, especially with the um, the death of a recent celebrity that kind of was unexpected. Um, just kind of talk and um, go from there. Mm-hmm. So one in five Americans live with a mental health condition. That means that you either know or someone you know has been impacted. One in every 20 Americans in living with a serious medical condition like bipolar or long-term um, recurring major depression and 50% of all lifetime mental health illness begins by age 14 and 75% by the age of 24, which is crazy. And it, and it's, I don't like to use the word crazy. So make sure we cut that out. Mm, Uh, It's not, not calling somebody crazy. No, I know, but the situation is, yeah, like, (sighs) Um, it's, just, it's out of control. I mean, we you look at not just uh, the passing of Twitch, but also so many other people who are going through a mental health crisis. Like, I mean, there's a shortage of mental health providers. Yeah, like there, you know, you know, it's bad when you get uh, ads on Instagram that you need mental health counselors because of the the influx of just so cases. much cases and mm-hmm. things like that. And the reality of it is, is it's not that people probably didn't have issues before, but I think it's so much more, I guess, potent in in, in recent events just because of so many things happening. Um, yeah, because you have inflation, crime has been up. Like, there's been talks about certain like there's certain areas now we can't go to that you could before because right. you run the risk of maybe getting robbed. Yeah. And like Walmart is starting to close down because they can't keep up with all of the people stealing mm-hmm. out of their like stores. So they're talking about shutting down. That's like a major, major store right. that they, they can't even withstand the, the results of the pandemic and, mm-hmm. you know, gas prices were crazy and, People were home and they had to face the actual reality because some people used work as an escape. Mm-hmm. So if you can't escape what was going on, then you got to face it full front, of course. Well, people didn't have work to go to. Like people lost their jobs. So, I mean, you, you're talking about uh, bouncing between the joys of being able to telework versus not even being able to work. Yeah. And the struggle between them both. And, um, you know, if you were a resilient person prior to COVID or prior to the pandemic, um, it was going to be tough for you to be resilient in that time. And I think yeah. people who are, who are considered themselves strong mentally, um, that was a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for myself, it was, I know for you, it was for, you know, different circumstances, just with everything going on, like there's a need for us to understand how important 
your mental health is. Like people, I think the 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 I guess the health diagnosis or the the medical side, um, the mental health side of understanding what that looks like, which is crazy when I look this up, it's still like it's not something that a lot of has has a lot of research on. No. Like this stuff is still being developed, and and that's the crazy part. Like, yeah, because they're also they're also saying that anxiety starts in toddlers, and what? And like they they can get anxious during mm-hmm. their interactions, and you mm-hmm. can tell that social anxiety. And yeah. oh yeah, social emotional is off the chain right now, especially in my field. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of kids miss that interaction because we're social people by nature. Mm-hmm. And so being isolated and removing children that were supposed to transition into certain milestones have created an influx of a lot of nonverbal level three autistic children, which in the national capital region, because of the resources that are here, there's just an influx of them. And a lot of kids who cannot regulate their emotions mm-hmm. and they don't know how to interplay, which... For people who don't have kids or not in the early childhood education field, do not understand the importance of being able to interplay mm-hmm. because that also creates your social interactions when you are an adult. Mm-hmm. If you can't figure out, because again, I'm going on a tangent, but if, by the time you get to preschool age, about three or four, you are learning how to enter to play with other people. And toddlers and infants, you play amongst around people. It's not, um, developmentally appropriate if you have like kids playing together when they're infants or even toddlers you can do play dates but typically in a play date they'll play next to each other like for our child our two-year-old he doesn't play with us Mm -hmm. he plays next to us Mm -hmm. which is developmentally appropriate we can attempt to try to play with him but when we do what does he do he gets selfish he gets territory yes and he takes the cars Mm -hmm. which again is appropriate if they're unable to transition from that, I am selfish and I want to share by the time they turn about three, four-ish, but definitely more four-ish into the three-ish, their social emotional state of being able to get from mine to I, I have to share with my friends mm-hmm. is like a, is a big stage. Not saying that that is like the end-all be-all and the reason behind everything, but that's just an example. But, yeah. but if you were isolated and you only had yourself and during that transition from minds to sharing and you didn't get that, and then you get thrown back into a bigger group, I can understand how that, that can create anxiety mm-hmm. because that's not something that you are taught because you are taught through play when you're younger. Mm-hmm. But that's the same thing with adults. Well, I think I it starts from from your childhood, though, right? I mean, everything everything starts from your childhood. Oh yeah, I think if you go to a psychiatrist, they will the first thing they'll ask you is why are you here, what you got going on. Now tell me about your childhood and your and your family mm-hmm. dynamic, mm-hmm. because a lot of answers start in childhood, right. absolutely. But the pandemic, like I said, it, it's just it it took a toll on children. I'm kind of grateful in the aspect of financially, we didn't really take a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, our our jobs were secured. Um, we're still in them right now. And we have elevated within our jobs too. Our kids, I think out of the four of them, one of them was mostly affected by the the pandemic because he started kindergarten on the computer. Mm-hmm. And now that he's in second grade, we're seeing the ripple effects of what that looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like his, like he's doing well, but he's a little bit slower behind the grain than the other kids are. But I don't chalk it up to him. I chalk it up to the dynamics of what he had to go through that he's going to have a story 
um, for when he gets older. But to talk about mental health check-ins, you know, it's important to be like, hey, you good? Mm -hmm. And now you're like, I'm good. This is what I got going on, but I need to go do this. Or I'd be like, hey, I need a minute. Like, I need to get myself together because- as parents, we're so wrapped up in our our day to day that sometimes you gotta take a second to like breathe mm. and like forget, which is what happened yesterday. Um, y'all, I got fussed at because I went to McDonald's. <laughs> no, see, and typically, no, no, hold on, no. let me finish. Let me finish. I went to McDonald's, and typically, how I don't get caught is I normally throw the bag out before I get, <laughs> before I get in the house. But yesterday. I was so excited to be home because I was um, I worked a longer day, so like it, my schedule worked out that I have like a basically a Friday, like a, a week off in a sense. If you want to count the weekends until I have to go back to work. So I came home. I was super excited. I swore I told this man I was going to McDonald's, but I have a forty five minute commute before I get home. So I was like, let me get something to eat because I I opened. So that means I had to get to work by six o'clock. That means I was out of the house by four, and I didn't eat breakfast. I didn't eat all day, y'all. I didn't eat all day. So I was like, let me get food so I can take this 45-minute commute because traffic has been crazy on 95 home. I get home, you know, I go to the loft, um, into his office area. I'm sitting down. I am on TikTok minding my business. He gets up. I don't even know why you got up or went downstairs for whatever reason. And all I hear was, oh, oh, you went to McDonald's. You didn't think about me. And then the whole house got shut down. I didn't care about him. The kids didn't care about him. EJ, the dog, did something to him, too. And he was just like, you know, I can't stand y'all. So then I was like, do you want McDonald's? And then he stopped, y'all. He turned around, and he was like, I'm calling your bluff. I do. And I was like, well, dang. I was hoping he would say no. No. See, see, this this is the part where she leaves out. So for this whole week, uh, for actually for the last two weeks, I've been holding it down because I've had to work. um, But I also had the kids at home. And it's easier for me to keep Zoe for Elise because, you know, that way she doesn't have to take him to daycare. That's the whole process in itself. So what do I do? You know what? I hold it down. That's what dads do, right? So he's he's staying with me on top of me having to work. And it's like, it ain't like something that I can just like put him to the side. Like he is a, he's a dad's boy now. He wants to be up underneath me when Elise is not around. So I don't get much done. So mind you, I'm here all day. All it wasn't day. all day. I got listen, home around. Listen, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> she leaves at like four o'clock in the morning. So it's me and Zoe. From from the time she leaves, he rolls over, stank breath and all, in my face. <laughs> Daddy, get up. And we are together from that time until his, till his mom gets home. I'm at the computer, locked in. This joker is right underneath me, locked in. She been gone all day. We Now we talking. We having conversation back and forth. Not one time did she mention she was going to McDonald's. I thought I did. And even if she did mention it, it should have been automatic. You know what? Let me go ahead and get my husband something. <laughs> it was 45 minutes. It would have been nasty. But either girl. way, it was the thought. Like, mm-hmm. I, you could have went to another McDonald's I closer. Could've. You're right. But, it, and so with that being said, she was like, well, you know, do you want me to go get it? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I'm working. I have a lot going on. I yes, I would like McDonald's. And she was like, "No, this Joker didn't just like call me on it when you ask." Mm-hmm. And 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 the reason why that is so crazy is as as men, 
we have to shoulder the load and take all the i guess brute of everything that's going on and and i and i and i finally just you know i kind of let out and i say you know what everybody is wanting from me to give 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 but nobody takes in consideration that hey maybe dad needs something too like nobody nobody's going to think of, nobody thinks about dad i do don't nobody don't thinks. say it like that it is, see it here is, we go it goes here through go. it it has to be mentioned like no if, it if, doesn't if, if dad's if you are if you are a father if you are a husband if you don't say nothing it will automatically be assumed that you're okay and I had to say to myself, you know what? I'm not okay. He no. did not say to himself. He said to the whole house. <laughs> well, I had to say to myself first. <laughs> and then I let everybody know how I felt. I was like, you know what? You know what? Forget you. Forget you. Forget you. Zoe, you cool. But everybody else, <laughs> no, y'all getting on said, my nerves. Think- so get out my, like I was going off on everybody. Because I was, in, and I wasn't like in, in like a rage. Oh, he wasn't. But no, it was just kind of like, y'all y'all got the audacity. It, it was so bad. Our oldest walked down and was like, but dad, I love you. <laughs> I said, no, y'all don't. I said, y'all don't love me. Y'all don't, nobody in this house. I like, and, and so I'm going on this little tangent and and then Elise goes get it. And then as I comes over, try to hug me. I'm like, no, get off me. I don't care. You just, you, you just using me because you want something. And, and so I'm going on this tangent and, and then I sat there. And then so like, of course, like everybody leaves me alone after that. Zoe and I left the everybody house. Disperse. And, um, and, then, and so it got quiet. And then I remember, um. I think I think I had went and got dinner for you. I I did I cooked dinner. And so I made dinner, got everybody situated, and I went upstairs to Elise and I said, Hey, um, I'm okay. I'm fine, but I'm going downstairs in the basement. And and the reason why I made that a point, because, you know, like I said, I wasn't in a rage, but the the idea of when you put something out like that and it, it could be laughed off, it could be joke. Yeah. He, he just being him, but sometimes that comes from a real place. And if you don't address it and, or sometimes you can miss it mm-hmm. just like that. And, and I think for me, like seeing uh, the situation with uh, or hearing and reading about what happened with uh, Twitch, that was like a snap in the distance because at one second he's dancing on the TikTok, he's you know, and then the next minute he's gone, and with no with no sign, with no i nobody had no idea that it happened that it we just, know of that we know of, mm-hmm. um, but it was just like that, and I'm like, dad, bro, and so now it's 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 more important than ever to let your feelings be known, I, and and I'm not saying that you got to be all like mad and going off on people, but you need to, you need to address what you feel. And I, and I told her, I said, Hey, I'm good. I let her know. I say, I'm good. I'm not upset. I'm I'm fine. But I need a minute to just detox from everybody for a minute. Just give me a minute to kind of absorb because it's been a, it's been a crazy day. Um, and, and, and she said, okay. And, and, and actually before that, before I did that, um, cause you had, a, you had a long day. And he was like, just, just get, you didn't even ask. You didn't even <laughs> ask. I, I just knew like you needed like just five minutes of just cuddle time. Like just mm-hmm. give me, just give me five minutes. The, you know, that's kind of her thing. Cause if, if, if I give her any longer, she gets annoyed and she gets hot and then she doesn't want to be. No, anymore. I think that whatever drugs that they put in you when you join the military has turned you into a hot box. So if we ever got lost in Antarctica, we'll survive. Yeah. 
I mean, you're like, it's, it's, it, but it wasn't like that prior to you joining. And I mentioned that to another spouse and they're like, you know what? My husband's the same way. And I was like, whatever they lined you guys up with and like stabbed y'all with, you guys are like, um, heated, like blankets. I so got, I got anthrax in me. I, may, so maybe. maybe. I don't mm. know. But, um, yeah, I can only do five minutes before like you start sweating, I start sweating and then it's not cute anymore. Yeah. Like the spooning isn't cute. Yeah. But prior to that, when we were like in college, it wasn't that. So I, I chalk it up to the military. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I needed a minute just to like, to detox when, when you're in, when you're in the thick of it, and then when you, again, I, I call it like a fog. When you're in the fog and you come out mm-hmm. and you're looking around like, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. And it's so draining to like just process it every day, every day, every day. Like your brain is a muscle that gets beat on every day because you have to perform at a certain level that people have expectations. And if you don't, then they on it. Mm-hmm. Like my job, especially as like a manager, is to make sure I do my job consistently every day because at one time that I mess up, people going to eat it up because I hold people accountable. So, like, I have to go in with a certain mindset that, like, this is it. These are the rules and they need to be enforced. And the one thing that Alex does not understand is he needs to stop calling my cell phone. Like, he will call my cell phone on my work over and over and over again. And I don't pick up. And then he'll finally call the center. And then he's like, I'm going to call on your phone. I was like, but bro, you know I can't have my phone. And, you know, little things like that are stressors. Well, first of all, when I call, you pick up. I don't care where you at. That's a, that is the point. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I, that is my point. I don't care. But or I at do, least respond back to me and I say, I can't hey. have my phone at work. Or just check your phone and when you can periodically. Oh, my husband called. Let me I don't check, check hey, my phone, y'all. Hey, I can't hey, have my phone at work. Oh, and, okay. like... If I can, like, I will text back if I can. But most of the time, if I don't have my watch, which I haven't been wearing my watch all week because it's been a short week, I can't. I don't check my phone. But I don't call you like that unless no, it's, like, you don't. something it has to be really something important. Absolutely. And if you don't pick up, then I'm like, all right, then I call your job. And then I have to go through this whole spill because they never know who I am. And that's cool, whatever. But <laughs> it's just it's just annoying. But, you know, I, I feel like um, connection, being connected is so important. Yeah. And the you know everybody people are resilient we are we are resilient people human beings are designed to be resilient resilient is so overused but the thing about being resilient resilient being resilient is having the capacity to deal mm-hmm. however it's not just about having the capacity to deal it's also having the awareness to assess mm-hmm. if you constantly are dealing with whatever you're dealing with but never taking the time to assess then how do you how do you allow yourself the opportunity to to be replenished how do you how do you give yourself the opportunity to rest how do you how do you how do you know when it's time to pause in the situations that you're in instead of just pushing through pushing through pushing through pushing through because you'll get to a point where your capacity to deal will com- become sh- smaller and smaller and your that it, it starts to shrink and all of a sudden you're snapping over something that is so simple uh you know somebody says something to you or something comes out the wrong way and all of a sudden you just break down because your capacity to deal is no longer there because you have ignored the ability to assess what you're feeling. And I think um, for me, that was one of the things because you're like, hey, we got to you got to man up. You got to push through. You got to keep trucking. We got to keep grinding. We got to go hard. No days off. Da, 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 da. And yeah, in the in the in the scope of 
the longevity, yes, I understand that. But when we're talking about the day-to-day process, there has to be rest in the process. There has to be a moment where you have to rejuvenate. You have to replenish yourself because you could be that person that gives so much to everybody. But how many people are given to you? How many people are pouring into you? You got to find yourself in a place where, you know, sometimes I've given, I've given, I've given. Let me take a minute to get back and, and get some get some for myself, because if I, I'm no good to you, if I can't if I if I can't take care of myself first, I'm no good to nobody. Um, and I think that's one of the things that when you talk about being mentally uh, healthy uh, or or mentally fit um, and to live this life and to be able to be successful in this life. The success is not being per- about being perfect. The success is being able to navigate through the trials and tribulations to be able to understand that even though I'm going through something, even though I'm dealing with all these things that are coming my way, I am not going to allow these things to take me out, but I'm going to do what's necessary to help me uh, be able to move forward in the life that I have. Um, and with that being said, we that is it for this episode. We out.